Hey guys, what's happening? Grace and peace to all of you today. Um, I hope all is well with you. Welcome back to Live the Life Podcast. My name is Jeff Brown. Uh, super stoked you guys are listening and following along. I uh, want to remind you guys once again to you know follow along on our website, www.livethelifeministry333.com. Um, if you guys log into that you can you know follow along with all of our you know facebook instagram we've got some youtube videos as well as these podcasts and uh, we have a blog as well so again appreciate all of you uh we we pray for you we love you <clears throat> and um yeah god's favor upon you so today's message is called break time break time and uh our last message was called valley forged you know and god's been highlighting to me here lately um, just how important our valley experiences are is those are the the places where God shapes us and forges us, right? I mean, he breaks us down if we're viewing things the wrong way and uh, and he reshapes us into his image, you know? And um, I believe that's where Romans 8.28 takes place, that God is always working for the good of those who love him. That happens in the valley. You know, if, if we choose to stand firm in the valley, if we don't run from those things, if we don't hide, if we don't, you know, self-medicate or choose wrong things or go the wrong direction when we're having hard times in life. But if we choose to focus on the good that God's doing in that process, right, we start to see things and we hear his voice. And you know what I mean? We're more aware of what God's doing. So super important. You know, God's really been highlighting these valley experiences again so that message is called valley forged amen so moving forward with this break time you know over the, the past couple weeks again as god's been moving through this process i i heard a message that inspired me to say that sometimes miracles are in the breaking miracles are in the breaking if you would, I'm going to read out of Mark chapter 6. If you want to open up your Bibles, if you have them, if you're driving, I'm going to read it to you. Uh, Mark chapter 6, verse 30. This is talking about, um, well, basically all the apostles. In, in Mark 6, God had sent out the 12 uh, disciples to go out and minister. Um, they went out. They were performing miracles. You know, God's power was moving through them. They were healing people. You know, they were on a full go as they were out and about doing uh, doing the work of the kingdom, you know, all day long, and then they come back, right? And uh, they're pretty excited about what's going on. So we pick up here in chapter uh, 6, verse 30. It says, the apostles gathered around Jesus, and they reported to him all that they had done and taught that day. Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, Jesus said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest very key that we, we find time to go to a quiet place and get some rest, right? So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place, but many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were sheep like a shepherd. Now we have to remember that the disciples were tired. They were hungry, right? They've been out all day long, right? And Jesus too, you know, and in that moment, when Jesus sees them, people with need, he has compassion, right? We need to have compassion. Lord, bless us 
with compassion like Jesus had to see people the way you see them, right? So he had compassion on them because they were sheep without a shepherd. So Jesus began teaching them many things. And again, by this time, it was late in the day. So his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. Makes you wonder if they're like, hey, send these guys away so we can go and eat. You know, we're hungry, man. We want to wrap this thing up, you know, so we can go eat. <laughs> you know, just thinking like Peter, I'm sure Peter Peter was getting down like Peter does. Uh, I'm hungry, Lord. Let's, let's wrap this up so I can go eat. Um, that's a Jeffism for y'all, right? So they say to send them away to go uh, get something to eat, but Jesus answered, you give them something to eat, right? You give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take more than a half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? Jesus said, how many loaves do you have? Jesus said, what do you have? What do you have, right? Go out and see. When they found out, they said five loaves and two fish. Then Jesus directed them all uh, to sit down in groups on the green and the grass. He had the, the disciples go and instruct the people to do that. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. And then Jesus taking the five loaves and the two fish looking up to heaven, he gave thanks. He blessed uh, what he had and he broke the loaves. He broke the loaves. Then after the breaking, he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. And the disciples, after everybody had been fed, right? The disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. You had the women and children to all of that. It's, you know, who knows, right? 10, 12, 15,000 ate uh, from five fishes and two loaves. So a beautiful story. A beautiful story of the Lord, a beautiful story of what we're to do in the process, how we're to take out time, quiet time and rest, how important compassion is, right? But it's, you know, again, so the disciples and Jesus were tired, but compassion drove them to continue ministering. A very key point, right? Then Jesus asked what they have, right? Jesus wants what we have, right? Much or little. I saw a cartoon once that had a little kid holding his heart in his hand and he's saying to Jesus, this is all I have. And Jesus has said, Jesus says, it's, that's all I want, right? All he wants is our heart, man. We overcomplicate our relationship with the Lord. It's not about religion. It's all about relationship, right? So Jesus wants what we have. It starts with the give, right? Whether much or little, Jesus made us. He knows us. He can use us just as we are, right? So they had very little to give in this case. And look what Jesus did with it, right? And I believe miracles start with giving, which leads to blessing, which sometimes leads to breaking, which leads to overflow and sharing, which we all saw in this story, right? So Jesus thanked God for the food and he blessed it. I believe when God thanks, when Jesus thanks God for things or when we thank God for things and bless them, it takes them out of the natural and places them in the supernatural where miracles are common. So it's important to, to thank God for people and bless them when you pray for them. Insert their name, thank God, bless them, right? Jesus then broke the bread, right? So earlier you heard me say the miracle is in, in the breaking. 
that miracles happen when we step into the uncomfortable. Water into wine, fishes and loaves, many healing miracles, the parting of the Red Sea and the Jordan and so on. It took being uncomfortable and stepping out in faith for the miracle to happen. You know, I believe in the water to wine story that when the the servants dipped the ladle into the vases that the water was still water. I believe that when they started to walk towards the master of the banquet, that's when it turned to wine. Just like when they crossed the Red Sea, you know, when he, Moses had to take action and the sea parted, you know, when the, when the Jordan was stopped up, somebody had to stick their toe in. They had to, to step out in faith in order to get that miracle to happen. Same with the fishes and loaves. Same with miraculous healing. You know what I mean? It just takes faith. We have to take that step. We have to be uncomfortable right? Breaking is uncomfortable. This life with the Lord and, and following the Lord and being a Christian is to be an uncomfortable life. If we're comfortable, we've become complacent. It doesn't mean we don't enjoy life, right? It's a both and statement. We're always on for Jesus. You heard me say that many times. You don't turn the switch on and off. We're always on for Jesus. We're always aware. We're always repentant when we screw up. You know what I mean? We're always on track with what the Lord wants to do. No matter what's going on in our life, you bring them to work with you, you bring them to dinner with you, go shopping with them, whatever. Jesus is a part of everything. Jesus is in creation. Amen. So we need to, to, to get uncomfortable. We need to step out in our faith because the miracle is in the breaking. Amen. So let's pray some dangerous prayers, right? Let's pray some dangerous prayers tonight. You know, let's get real with God. Let's ask him for some scary things, you know? So in Samuel 3, verse 10, um, it says the Lord came and stood there calling just as he had called the other times. He called out to Samuel three times. Samuel, the first time the Lord called out to Samuel, he didn't know it was the Lord. He went to his son Eli and said, you know, what do you want? You know, he said, I didn't say anything. He goes back. The Lord says, Samuel, Samuel. He goes back to Eli. Eli says, hey, man, wasn't me. I think it's the Lord. Go back again and listen. Right. And then the third time the Lord came and stood there, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said this, right? This is a dangerous prayer. I want us to all pray it together. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. When you say that to the Lord, man, you got to be ready to listen to what he wants to say, not what you want to hear. We got to be ready to listen to what God wants to say and the uncomfortable things that he may say to us and the uncomfortable things that he you know, may have us do for it's all about the advancement of God's kingdom, right? Psalms 139, another dangerous prayer. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. When we start to pray prayers like this to God, don't just read through them and go, oh, that's nice. That's a sweet little saying. That's cool. That's cute. That was good for them. No, man, this is the real deal when you're praying with God. You got to remember you're messing with the king of the universe, right? We have a relationship with the king of the universe. He is our king. He is our father. He is our friend. You know, we're to approach him with awe and reverence and he is listening and he knows our heart when we're asking these things. So these are a couple dangerous prayers. And at the end here, we're going to say another one together, right? So Matthew 26, Jesus broke his body. It says, while they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. 
this is my body, right? Jesus was broken for us. He broke his body for all of us that we may have eternal life, right? The miracle of eternal life and our salvation and the reason we do what we do in that miraculous day when Jesus rose from the grave and what we're all Christians about, if that didn't happen, there is no Christianity, right? That all started with the breaking. And Jesus didn't want to be broken, did he? In the Garden of Gethsemane, he had that moment, man, where he, where he actually sweat, you know, he was sweating blood, right? Because he was scared and fearful. The reality, the weight of everything he was about to go through for humanity was on his shoulders. And he said, if there's any other way, Father. And I don't know what the time was between the next part of his prayer, but then he said, but not my will, your will be done, Lord. Again, another dangerous prayer if we mean it, right? And Jesus meant it. And he took it all for us, man. He broke his body, right? Here's an example of breaking things or pouring ourselves out for the Lord, right? This is in uh, Mark 14, verses 3 through 9. So while he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar, right? She broke the jar and poured out the perfume on Jesus' head. Some of those present were, were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you and you can help them anytime you want but you will not always have me. She did what she could, right? She broke her what she had and she poured it out on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached, right? The gospel is the good news of Jesus and it's the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. It's that story. And he's saying, wherever you tell this story about me, and when it's preached throughout the world, what she has done here will also be told in memory of her. So here we are 2,000 years later talking about the woman breaking the alabaster jar of perfume over Jesus. She poured out all that she had, right? And we're still reading about her to this day. Matthew 16, then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. You know, we're called to lay down our life for the Lord. This life is not ours, but it's his, right? We got to lay it all down. We got to carry our cross every day, right? Jesus suffered. We have to suffer. If we're not suffering, you know what I mean? Then, then maybe we're not doing something right. Maybe we're not pressing in. You know what I mean? And, and there's a beautiful story it's a crazy story that none of us like, right? It's in the book of Job, and it talks about the life of Job. And we all have this view of Job that, you know, everything he went through, that suffering that he went through, you know, that, that God was testing him or something of that nature. What if you look at it from the view that God trusted Job in his suffering? He knew that no matter what suffering Job went through, you know, God trusted Job enough to stand firm on his faith that he allowed, you know, Satan and his minions to try to come and attack. Well, they did come and attack and strip Job of everything that he had, right? Suffering, horrible suffering. 
And he didn't do it to test Job. He did it because he trusted Job. And even though the opposition and his own family and everybody were telling him to turn away from the Lord and curse the Lord for what's going on, he didn't, right? And God restored him. God restored Job and his family and everything that he had, you know, tenfold. So we've got to pick up our cross and we've got to look at this suffering as if God's trusting us because that's the reality. He trusts us in these situations that we stand firm. He's in our corner. He's rooting for us. We're surrounded by angel armies. So I want to encourage you guys to stand firm in the valley, man. Stand firm and allow God to break you down, to remove the things that don't belong, right? And have them reshape us into his image, right? Because that's what we're here for, to be transformed into the image of Christ to the best of our ability until he returns, right? We've got to keep pressing in and going deeper with God. Not longer. Doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. If, if you're not going deeper, then it's almost like you just became a Christian yesterday. So it's not the length of time. It's the depth of time and how deep you go with the Lord. That's what matters. And he knows your heart, right? And it prepares us and gives us the grace, you know, the grace of God that lives inside of us. That's what gives us the strength, man, to stand firm in these valleys, right? So what is it that needs, you know, that God needs to break in you tonight? What do you need broken off of you tonight? What is it that you're struggling with? You're struggling with addiction. You're struggling with anger. You're struggling with fear. You're struggling with anxiety. What is it that needs to be broken off? Is it bad thoughts? Is it bad language? What are you allowing into your eyes? What are you allowing into your ears? Let's break that off. Like right now, right? What was highlighted? Whatever's highlighted, you're going to get an opportunity here in a minute to, to lay that down and we're going to break that off tonight. In Jesus' name, right? What have you poured out to Jesus in laying your life down for him and carrying your cross, picking up your cross? What is it? What have you poured out for the Lord? You know what I mean? If you poured it all out, praise God. I, I don't think anybody can say we poured it all out for the Lord. We may pour some out. We may do some things, but to empty ourselves of ourselves, that we may be fully filled with the Lord and fully doing his work all the time. You know, that's not, that's fully Jesus right there. That's what we're striving to get. So, you know, check yourself. What have you poured? Or maybe you poured something out 10 years ago. It's time again, man, to pour yourself out for the Lord, right? So we're going to get those things broken. You know what I mean? We're going to remind ourselves of what we poured out. We're going to pour out more for the Lord. We're going to pour it all out. So let's pray a, a scary prayer together right now. Together, right? Repeat this prayer after me. Y'all ready? Lord Jesus, break us and forge us into your image that we may go and make disciples of all nations, right? Preaching the gospel and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we all pray and all God's people say it, amen. Break time. Don't run, man, when we're going through the breaking. Suffering is a big part of Christianity. It's what we're called to do. It's what our king did for us. It's what we need to do for our king. We need to lay our lives down for him. We need to carry our cross each and every day. And a beautiful benefit of that relationship and us pouring ourselves out for the Lord is just how much he loves to bless us. You know, you read all through the Psalms, God blesses us. It's unending. It's easy for him. He can give us anything and everything all the time, and he loves to do it. You know, but how about if we bless him back? 
right? I had a brother encourage us. We need to bless God back. And how do we do that? We do that by laying our life down. We do that by allowing him to break us down, right? So he can forge us back up. We do that by standing firm in the valley and not turning and running, not going back to our old ways, not trying to run back to Egypt, right? Not giving up our freedom for familiar, you know, familiarity, right? Going back to the things that make us comfortable, but living in the uncomfortable, living in our freedom in Christ, living for our salvation, Amen. That's what we're all called to do, man. So let us press in, in the breaking. Let us, let us allow God to do his work in us, knowing without a doubt, Romans 8, 28, that God is always working for the good of those who love him. We, we, we need to be aware of what God's doing, man, and the people that he's bringing around us in, in the things that, that he's calling us to do. Amen. And it all starts with the give, right? You got to give, give what, whatever it is you have, you know, and, and giving, leads to blessing, right? Giving leads to blessing. Sometimes blessing leads to breaking. But in the breaking, that's where we live in the overflow of the kingdom. And that's where we learn and grow. And we're able to give that away to the people around us. Amen. God bless you guys so, so, so much. Um, thanks for listening. Reach out. Let me know what you think, what it is you want to hear, what do you want to you know me to teach on any questions any blog requests anything like that you can reach us through the website again www.livethelifeministry333.com amen god bless you guys